We observe today not a victory of party, but a celebration of freedom. It's American dualism. Welcome to the show. What? Hosted by your boys, Bob and Joe. Damn. So if you ain't heard it, then now you know. Yeah. Now you know it's the number one podcast, conversation and grass, sci-fi, politics, and many more topics. Keep the volume loud, cause this shit is popping. Sometimes gotta guess that just might drop in. It's American dualism. It's American dualism. It's American dualism. Yeah. Shut up and just listen. Welcome back to American Dualism, everybody. It's your boys, Bob, Joe, and our favorite special guest, Hamza, is back in hey. action here to recruit for the American side. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking around. <laughs> Still here. <laughs> no um, longer radicalized. Not in prison. A different kind. Never in, I'm closer to prison than you are at this I, point. I'd say we're radicalized, all of us. Bob, shut up. Radical peace. We, you can't speak for me. You definitely can't speak for me because you relapsed and I didn't. It's so Bitch. hot out. Ten seconds into the pod, my glasses are too far. Shout out to Renat. I still love you, and I'm sorry for how our last conversation simp. went. And you, you simp on bitches who don't even love you. Uh, so. But I don't publicize how I'm feeling. Well, when someone loves you, it doesn't matter what anyone else knows. All the women... All the women out there who I'm Kanye for, simps for his woman, I'll simp for mine, bitch. They know how I feel without me putting it out there on the public airwaves. I don't need to spell it out that obviously. They, they hear that, women? There's multiple of you. <laughs> Unlike me, who's a committed man. You gotta play the field, they. man. When you a single man like me, you gotta play the field. You gotta talk to you even gotta talk to the the not so female females. No, you don't. I, I, I don't need to talk to, to the trans. Talk to older woman too. Oh, I yeah. tried. To, okay, let me tell you about this wedding we went to. I met this real beautiful Indian woman named Nikar. Nikar, and you okay. didn't and get okay. her number. No, more. I tried to get her number. She was when we first started dancing. She was like, "We can't touch," because her dad was there. Her dad was oh. there watching us, okay. keeping a, a close eye on me the whole wedding before I even started dancing mm. with this beautiful thirty-five-year-old daughter, but. In the car, we have, she eventually did get to putting my hands on her hips, and she got to like moving up real intimate with me, and I had a real nice dance with her. But she was the just, second episode you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll keep mentioning the car till I get her number. I'll keep mentioning. You're not going to get her number. Ahmed, I really want to dance with you again. Please, please. Did you get the number or not? She told me to ask her friend for it, and her friend just ignored me. So I'm just like. I'm just lost. She sent you the gatekeeper. Yeah. You should have gone directly to the so source. I, I'm thinking I'll hit up uh, Lindsay in like a month or two saying, I haven't forgot about in the car. <laughs> have you heard about the Inflation Reduction Act, Hamza? I have not. To me, it seems like a useless uh, boom dog. But Hamza, I bet in the car would have gave you the number right away. Oh. <laughs> I think she would have. Well, well, we should have seen what was the, when was the wedding? Oh, it was. We were barely <laughs> two weeks ago. It was two weekends ago, yeah. But we should have just shown up with Hamza. That oh my <laughs> gosh, bro! <laughs> you can show up to other people's weddings with uninvited guests. Do you think it's so? You aren't funny. 
You laugh at yourself, but you're not funny. Bro, the only reason I'm not funny is because I got a Debbie Downer like you sitting next to me on the pod. Other people would laugh. Yeah, sure. Show up to weddings with uninvited guests. Like you. I was invited. Same as you. Unintentionally. And the lamb chops were amazing, Lindsay. Great wedding. Great food. The DJ was good. Nice. When I get married, there will be live music. You can always put on an iPod and play the music you want after the live music stops. DJs, the wedding was great, but would you have a DJ at your wedding? I'll have one, yeah. Not live oh, music? Oh. No, would I, would I, I would be just, a DJ at my own wedding? No, Probably well, not. yeah, would you DJ at your own wedding? No, I'd be no? too busy dancing, dude. You wouldn't just set up a playlist and play that? No, I have someone... I, oh, I, I think I'll yeah. set up a playlist for because, my I wedding. Because, I mean, you got you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta have to test DJ. the mood, too. You have to see how the mood is, too. We got all this hype music playing, and then you have people are just like, you know, so I gotta get them hyped. If I pay a DJ, I'll be paying Hunter Topper. But he doesn't DJ, and I doubt he'll be available. Oh, I would go for, um, And I'm going for live music. Really, I think live music what, is way classier Alex's than DJ. What's Alex's DJ name? Uh, it's on Instagram. Uh, let me see. Shout out to the second city of Paris, Lyon. We it's have tomorrow. We have love for Lyon in Chicago. Can't wait to see our no boy. Rec. Yeah, I would hire No Rex to do my wedding if yeah, he was boy, available. No Rex flying in tomorrow. We're gonna be picking him up from O'Hare. Sir, he's a producer too, so he makes good beats. Check out his latest one called. Uh, oh, he has a new one. I think so. It's on my feed. That's fantastic. Yeah, shout out to our Frenchman. I gotta be honest, all the up and coming musicians and rappers, I only listen to Kanye and Led Zeppelin. Because I mostly listen to podcasts. Shout out to our own podcast, American Dualism. You're shouting out our own pod on our own pod. <laughs> on our own pod. That's you know. the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. But um the Andrew Schultz episode of Tim Dillon is actually oh, yeah. really good. The Tim Dillon episode with Andrew Schultz is good. It definitely was better than a lot of the guests he has on. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Schultz did a good job of not just blabbering and like... When's he coming to Chicago, though? Yo, Andrew, when are you coming to Chicago? He's probably coming soon. You think he's going to be here for the Kendrick concert? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man, that will be such an epic. That would be such an epic show if he comes to Chicago. By the way, Kendrick's coming to Chicago August 29th. Everybody be there. Be there or be square. Andrew Schultz, he came to Chicago last November. Did you see him? Have you listened to the new Kendrick album, Mr. Morals and the something stuff? What is it called? No, I haven't listened to all of it. I've listened to some songs from it, but I haven't listened to all, the entire playlist, or the entire album. I only listen to Spanish music. Bad Bunny, too. He has a concert coming up. Oh, really? Yeah. Now that I'm very interested in. Chicago's going to be... The thing about rap concerts is Mr. Moral and the Big Steppers. I like the name. I haven't listened to the album yet, but I really like that name. Have you been seeing all the violence that's been happening in the city recently? Which violence are you referring to? Oh, man. The most two violent, the recent, most two recent violent events I know about happened in Las Vegas and L.A., but I know there were actually three murders on the red line like two days That's ago. That's what I'm talking about. Three How murders, many people one keep night. Getting killed on the red line. Wow. 
Yeah, these young kids, man, they don't, they don't, you're mostly young. They're like 15, 16, no guidance. There was a 16 year old in the suburbs, I forget which one, I, Morris. He shot a 25 year old woman twice in the back mm-hmm. of the head, stole mm-hmm. her car. Oh, yeah, I, I texted yeah, you, you the you pictures s- about you sent that. Me this and, about it. This is crazy. And see, this really shouldn't matter, but it does matter to me because I'm tired of black, white people being blamed for all of, like the struggles in the black community. Mm hmm. It was a, a young black kid shooting a 25-year-old black yeah. mother. It's just like, and a white woman had already told him, no, I won't give you a ride to Walmart. He didn't commit violence upon her. He attacked this random black woman walking away from her car that she left running. The past, She left it running. He could have just taken the car. The past evils of slavery literally have nothing to do with like the biggest problems facing the black community today yeah. like well, it's completely except for the sense that okay the economic the no the, no gosh that's not what i'm going to talk about the narratives surrounding slavery like the victim mentality mm-hmm. and the constant like teaching the youths that they have been wronged and that they have historical injustices against them and using that as a justification for violence, that Mm -hmm. is directly connected to the violence. Like, the two go hand in hand. Bro, there is, there is, and it's a disgusting argument to make, but it's not entirely wrong. There's an argument to be made that, like, getting your food provided for you and having a place to sleep and, like, having that steady... I mean, stability. Yeah, you might that stability. I mean, you might get whooped for no reason, but what are you talking? About? Oh, I'm just saying jail? that wage slavery is a thing today, and some people have less freedom than they did back then. If you're really in an unfortunate economics, I, I know it's not true, really. A lot of it's like your economic. You can go to a different job. I'm just talking about the debt traps people get themselves into, but a lot of that is self-created. I was watching on the news. You know how like they have like the Klarna You're in stuff. A debt trap. You can like buy stuff. Klarna, yeah. And you can only like pay for a little bit of ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And there's people like buying ten grand worth of stuff without having the money to pay for it, and then getting on the news because. Oh, I don't have... It's a deceptive way. It lets you spend too much. No. It tells you the whole fucking price right away. You're not even getting charged interest. It's really a nice way, but if you buy a ton of shit that way, it's like Mm. your own damn fault. I'm allergic to debt. I don't buy shit. Most of my clothes I've had since middle school. I look like a bum. But really living the big life, if you don't have the money to pay for it, I don't think you look like a bum. You look you like look an intellectual. Lion. I look like a homeless bum. No, man. No, man. I'm wearing my nice, my nicest Nirvana your, your shirt shirts right now. Your don't have any holes in them. Yeah. If that's not even the... true, all my Led Zeppelin shirts have holes in them. And the pretty, nicest one, groomed. my nicest Led Zeppelin shirt, was torn off my back at Wrigley Field earlier Joe, this year. Joe, I'm not going to lie. Like, you could... Look very similar to some bum, but you're too clean. You look like you've been showered. Like shower, you've been grooming. You're, you're I well, do shower so twice a day. Your hygiene is you up to task, so you are too well taken care of to Ladies, look like a bum. I need someone to shower with me. Come back, Renard. <laughs> Please come back he's, to me, Renard. My ladies, don't listen to Joe. Any of you are welcome to come and give Joe a try. You don't have to be named Renard. You can be named Lily or Sarah 
or you can be white. Like you don't have to be. A I am not anti-white. He's not racist. I only am afflicted with ten percent white guilt. I think with other options placed in front of my brother, he would quickly realize that like he's fixated on something that isn't necessarily the best in the world. So you want mixed race children then? I kind of um, do. do actually. I do. Yes. I want so to. What, what, I want what? to muddy the waters of my genetic. I, I have uh, told certain line. Um, females in my life that I am slightly racist against white women. Oh my gosh! Mm. Against your own kind. I mean, that wow. wouldn't stop what's, me. What's wrong with you guys, man? There's nothing wrong you know, with me. I, I, I wanted to, to, I wanted to ask Hamza about this. <laughs> have you heard of the concept of white guilt? I have. So, what does white guilt mean I'm to a you? Like, what do you think that means? Oh my God! Don't say that. You, you, oh no, that's not a good thing to say. Uh, so white guilt. Uh, I'm totally against it. It's very. You're against it. I'm against white guilt. Like completely. People from people from today, white people today should not feel guilty about their ancestors. Okay. Did. If you really took it up like that, and you apply it to every race, every race should feel guilty about their ancestors. I think. Like from my mother's side, from my mother's side, it's, it's not guilt. From for my me. mother's side, uh, they were related to the Mughals. Okay, the yes. Mughals were were emperors back then, and they had their own share of atrocities that they committed on. Uh, the local population and the of India. caste system they enforced, probably. No, they 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 were actually interestingly against the caste system. But, but like they but put there Muslims was, at the top, right? It depends on the emperor. But we had the Mughal Empire as a whole. Um, there were some atrocities that were committed, you know. Um, so yeah, if that was the case, I should have feel guilty about what the Mughals did, but I don't. Okay. And if it did, I would that would be purposely. I didn't get my all the way through it, but last night's episode of the Tim Dillon show, they were talking about. Some of the crimes of the Persians. To me, mm. white guilt... And how, like, culturally, they kind me, of embrace that they have to atone for their... White guilt, for me, means past. that you recognize the system of white supremacy that not only... Like, some people think of white supremacy as, like, a literal, like, system, as a literal, like, legal system, like the mm. Black Codes or whatever. That really isn't what white supremacy is today. It's an idea... It's a culture. It's an air of superiority. It's a bunch of preconceived notions that people hold. And really what's scary about white supremacy to me is that it's worldwide. It's not just an American system anymore. Like if you listen, like whitening, skin whitening products in India, Mm -hmm. like fucking. But that that existed before even the Brits even came to rule. That's like a thing since since the BCs. Really? when When the Brahmins, when they came in or. Just a little history in India. When um, India was invaded by the Indo-Aryans, they pushed the natives, which were called the Dravidians, to the south, which were they were more darker skinned. That's why if you go to India, the north is more lighter skinned, the south is more darker skinned. So that's where the kind of lightning. So the, that's where the caste system comes in. At the top, you had the Brahmins, who were more lighter the, skinned. They're the then you had the, the warrior the cow caste. farmers, the shepherds, right? Why is uh, it they were the merchant class, so I, I believe they were. It's more, it's more complex. I don't know the, you know, the ins and outs of it, but I do know there. You at the top, you had the Brahmins who were more lighter skinned. Then at the, in the middle, you had the warriors, and you had the merchant class, and the, on, on the bottom, you had the Dalits called the Untouchables. The Untouchables were more darker skinned, and they were at the bottom. Yeah. See, and this is, is what I'm talking about. Is regardless of how far it goes back, white mm-hmm. supremacy is a global issue, and to me. White guilt is recognizing that some people view you a certain way because of these caste systems, 
and just feeling weird about it. See, like I'm so not what, saying white guilt needs as to in like European bad. guilt or or like the skin color. I'm talking. Guilt. I'm talking about like well, yeah, yes, Europeans specifically. Okay. Have their own demons to be guilty about, of course. But especially here in America, where we live on stolen land, and I'm not planning on giving it back. <laughs> but I remember what I was taught in the Boy Scouts, and we were at least reminded, hey. Mm-hmm. There were people here before you. They had a culture that valued nature and balance with nature, and we stole this entire great continent. Well, can't from you say them. that about every country though? Like India, who did India well, steal India from? So the Indo-Aryans, like I was talking about before, they stole the land from the Dravidians. Then after that, the Afghans came in. They took it from the Indo-Aryans, and then the Mughals came, took it from the. Took it from But we can focus whoever. on the happy story of the right. native peoples of India. The modern took world the was country built on back conquest. from the British. That's yeah. a happy, happy unifying tale. History yeah. is made up all of a little bit lies. Mm-hmm. And really, everyone gets offended when they read a little bit more and they realize the things they were taught were not 100% true. Mm-hmm. Like Lincoln didn't free the slaves the 13th amendment happened after he died but the lie that lincoln freed the slaves isn't a lie Mm -hmm. it's just a positive way to teach history so it's embellished a little bit we need heroes what are you gonna say that lincoln was a moderate who didn't give a shit about black people and it was all just an accident no what are you gonna say great liberator of the slaves are you gonna say that that photo of lincoln with the michael jordan jersey on that i took a picture with yesterday is fake are you gonna say lincoln (laughs) didn't respect michael jordan back then like lincoln clearly would have been a bulls fan (laughs) because lincoln was one of the first fans of chicago no one, no one can tell me Lincoln yep. didn't own a Michael Jordan jersey from the 90s. <laughs> no one can tell me that. <laughs> or, we could go, no. or we could go to D.C. and put a Michael Jordan jersey I on think the Lincoln Memorial. If there you, you are the beneficiary phone, of Jeff. these systems of discrimination, if you – like I've known this for a long time. I phenotypically look like a blonde-haired, blue-eyed Aryan. It doesn't matter that I have Jewish descent. No one can see that. No one thinks of me as a southern Italian like Sicilian. They look at me and they think white as fuck. And you know what? No, that, you actually look a little bit Jewish too. If you put a, a li- with the you, curly hairs, with the curly yes. Hair, if you put but a keepa on and you just lo- grew your side locks. don't put that together. They okay, they okay. don't they don't make white people are very simple. They see my skin and they're like, mm. "Oh, he's white." Just like me. We're all white together. By the way, how, how did people differentiate between like, like in Germany? How did they how did they know who was a Jew? Like well, they, they used to look at him. Oh, he's a Jew. In like, Germany, it was fucked up because they used hundreds of years of detailed record keeping from the Prussian. You know, like the Germ- Germany, the place that is Germany now, mm-hmm. wasn't unified for a long time, but right. it has some of the oldest governmental units in the world, mm-hmm. and they used. Record keeping from the schools, from like what your last name is. Like they went oh, back okay, and looked okay. at people's family lineages, and like, yeah, if you looked like me, you could fake it. You could just change your name, right. move move down the block, say your name is like Miller or Schle- I don't know what a fucking. So what's a Jewish last like the Jewish people I know like their last names are like German Stein Stein right? That's well yeah that's a Jewish it, name though Stein. A, so isn't that also German too? 
it's a German the German Jewish community was one of the largest Jewish communities in Europe because mm. Germany was so disunified for thousands of years if one Jewish if one German state decided to get rid of the Jews right. they didn't have to go very far they could go to like Westphalia or a fucking Habsburg or I don't know the names of all the fucking German states. They didn't have to go far. They the were Rye no major lands. purges of the... And they could just go to Poland. Like, the German mm. Jews were big in Poland. They were big in Germany. They were big in all those places. So there are lots of German-sounding Jewish names. Because until Hitler, the German Jewish community was the largest and the most vibrant Jewish community in yeah. the world. Because, I mean, phenotypically, I mean, you can't, I'm not sure that's the right it's word. It's impossible to you tell can't distinguish Jews it, like, apart yeah, exactly, from white people. Right, exactly. Like, I can, like, you can't tell me, oh, this guy's a Jew. Oh, really? Wow. Like, if you look at uh, the president of Ukraine, I can't, tell tell you, I can't tell he's a Jew. Like, how does a Jewish person look like? Like, and I know some Jews with, like, Hispanic last names, why, like, Imana right. my and grandma, stuff. Like, yeah. My grandma is what I would call a wise Jewish woman. She's non-practicing. Which is part of why she's wise. And the other reason she's wise is she always told me, keep it to yourself. Don't tell anyone. And I ignore that advice because I want these motherfuckers to fight with me. I, I want to fight the, the fucking anti-Semites. Oh. I want to fight the anti-Semites in the streets. Like, I recognize that I'm not one of the crafty survivalist Jews. I'm a person of Jewish descent who will go it's down fighting. It's sad, though. Like, if you think about it. Like, yeah, it's don't, sad that don't, my grandma has that I, advice. I can't imagine my parents telling me or my grandmother telling me, oh, keep keep that you're a Muslim to yourself or you're, you're Indian to yourself. No, hell, I'm Indian and I'm Muslim. That's yeah. That's what I am. And so I'm, I'm, I can just imagine those hundreds of years, those centuries that Jews have just been oppressed. Like, I can understand why that would come to. Like, it's not it's so normal. It's days. really sad because my grandma grew up in Chicago, Illinois, which should be one of the most liberal, like, multicultural places in America. And even her, with her childhood upbringing, mm -hmm. her advice is just keep it to yourself and don't tell anybody. And don't really, like, go to the synagogue. Like, mm -hmm. my grandma, you could never catch my grandma in a synagogue. Like, her, her daughter, Laura, my aunt, is a practicing humanistic Jew. Which, my grandma was the first one to teach me this. That is really funny because the humanistic Jews don't believe in God. It's just a club for Jewish atheists. But they're trying to, like, keep the culture alive, keep they the read pride the Torah. in their, like, heritage. But my grandma makes fun of it because it's like, you don't believe in God. Why are you hanging out with each other? I mean, I thought my, um, my cousin's um, bat mitzvah speech was pretty amazing and mm. hilarious in that at her bat mitzvah, she said, I'm not even really a Jew. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I thought it was like... Do you want to rip? I was like from, the perfect audience from, um, for a speech like that. Thailand? I think it's Thailand. Oh, nice. And I don't think I would have ever been able to give a speech any similar to that at my, like, confirmation. Um, like, I'm still a believing Catholic. Yeah, so how did you, you become... From Jewish to Catholic. Well, number one, I've Me never been Jewish. My dad wasn't raised Jewish because even though technically by blood, because it goes from the mother, according to Jewish law, my father's a full-blooded full Jew. Mm -hmm. But he was not raised Jewish. My grandma has been secular her whole life. She almost converted to Catholicism and Islam. 
when oh. she was younger. She dated a Muslim guy. Hmm. He wanted her to move to Jordan with him. But um, wow. she is spiritual, not religious. And my grandfather is an atheist. A for a woman so who my father believe. was raised with no religion. <clears throat> he never went to Sunday school, never went to any of that shit. So when he met my mom, he converted to Catholicism for her. Like, there was no religion to abandon. He was raised with no religion. My dad goes back and forth about that decision sometimes. He raised me to hate the most regressive parts of the church, the anti-abortion stance, the anti-gay stance. In my household, we don't believe in any of that shit. But I will always be a Catholic because my grandfather, who I can barely remember on my mother's side, was a Catholic. And I'm a Catholic for him. To keep the tradition going, and um, oh, your mom's Italian, right? See, yes, she's half Italian. I love the Lucetta side. Half of my Italian, last half name. Southern Illinois redneck. If I was just Bob, Stendhal. but she looks full Italian. Peter looks full Italian. Have you seen the Family Guy episode for the Italian when he, Peter goes to Italy? Oh, Family Guy, Peter goes to Italy. Bada have you, have you ever heard people who don't know anything about genetics talking about how, like, siblings can have, like, different genetic breakdowns? Like, I've had people in, like, I have twin siblings in my family. One of them's, like, I'm, like, 80% Italian, and her brother, her twin brother, is, like, I'm 100% German. That just doesn't work. Your genotypes will always be the same as your siblings. It's the phenotypes that might be different. Yeah. You can't have a different genetic. And I've had other people outside of our family. When we were at that wedding, mm. that late, one of the ladies but at our table why are was we talking, talking about genetics. That's I'm just all talking eugenics about science. You know, genetics <laughs> is just renamed eugenics. I know that. It's true. The whole field of genetics owns its its basis, its intellectual basis to American eugenics. What is eugenics? Eugenics was a goal to scientifically categorize all the different like races all the different Mm -hmm. types of people on the world to figure out which one's the best and the ultimate goal of eugenics was to manipulate the u.s population to like strengthen the gene pool Mm -hmm. by sterilizing the undesirable parts of society and encouraging desirable phenotypes to breed with each other you're kind of manipulating science it's scientific sure white that. supremacy mm. but i'm the opposite of that see when i say i'm a eugenicist i mean that i want my blood to be less white that's like, not eugenics though i don't know why you say you're a eugenicist well words have meanings well, well, and you can't just so redefine them eugenics. it's inverse whatever that's i need a moment to explain what i said earlier you're a multiculturalist I don't, yes exactly i think that if i were to ha- have like to be choose between having kids with, like, Ellen DeGeneres and Serena Williams, I'd much rather have kids with Serena. Like, those kids would come out like Spartan babies. And uh, <laughs> the, like, kids I had with Ellen would be, like, fragile and weak and, like, probably, like, diabetes prone. I don't know you what don't your know kids I'm... with either of those women would be like. But oh. I know that Ellen is gay, so you're not having kids <laughs> with my her. Kids, <laughs> my kids with Serena would be in the NFL or in the NBA. How about Scarlett Johansson? Oh, they, I mean, they'd probably be beautiful kids, and she's a beautiful woman. I would have kids with her, but 
They might not make it to the NFL. Scarlet? I don't know. Probably Eastern Europe. I thought she's like Russian. Russian, right? Eastern. Oh, okay. Let's see where she's from. But is your ideal woman a Muslim? Preferably, yes. My preference is to have a Muslim. Come on, you know you want one of them Italian baddies. Those are Muslim. Yeah, two birds with one stone. (laughs) (laughs) Who cares what? I did meet an Italian Muslim woman though. Really? Do you believe she? she Well, she's Sicilian. She's Sicilian, and she is a descendant of. Arabs who took over Sicily okay. during the 11th or 12th And she's century. Muslim or she's a Catholic Sicilian? She's a Muslim. Wow. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. So, that's pretty interesting. Uh, that's a long time to keep that the culture Catholics alive. The Catholics still control the island and we're not giving took it over. back. <laughs> I didn't even know I didn't even know Arabs took over Sicily. I did. It's hmm. like southern it's it's Sicily and southern Italy have the This is why I hate white supremacy. This is what I'm talking about. I know these things because I listen and I pay attention. And if you really pay attention to how persnickety white supremacy is and how, like, any historical difference is adjust- – like, northern and western Europeans looked down on the Sicilians and on the Spanish because they were conquered by the Muslims. Mm. And they think their bloodlines are still mixed and they're racist as fuck. And to me, I see the olive-skinned people and I think, good – some Catholics who won't get sunburned when the ozone gets fucking depleted. Like, I like the mixed peoples of the world. The Mediterranean's a beautiful place. They've clearly been mixed for a long time there. They have the most beautiful people in the world. Coincidence? I think not. We look better when we fuck together. (laughs) Well said. (laughs) Beautiful. And that's why a lot of Russians, they actually look like... um, Eastern Asians. East Asians. But yeah, Sicily was conquered by the Muslims. Pretty interesting. Mm. Front lines of the of the uh, Crusades right there. Mm-hmm. We need peace between the Abrahamic religions. If we can I all believe in agree... a one-state solution. The Muslims and the Christians agree that Jesus was a prophet. What is there to fight about? You believe in... Um, Global united governance? It's going to be problematic. I, I, don't, I just don't see it as realistic. I do. Bob, I'm, we'll come back to that. Well, unless you have something no, you're trying to say right now. Well, all I'm going to say is the first addition necessary for global united governments is Mexico. Joe thinks it's Australia and the UK. Bro, but I'm just telling I think it's Canada first, number one. And number two, it's Mexico. I respect... The Mexicans' desire to remain independent from the United States. We've already taken half of their country. The Mexican identity is even more anti-American than the Canadian identity. Mm -hmm. I think it's much more realistic that Canada, the United Kingdom, and Australia and New Zealand join the United States before Mexico does. We Mm -hmm. have a shared language and really a shared post-colonial culture. And the Mexicans have their own post-colonial culture. I'm not singing an anthem to the queen, though. Yeah, yeah. They would only be able to join us once they've ditched monarchy. No more monarchy. Democracy. We will not... This is not a backdoor reunion of the empire. No, 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 no. Oh, man. But 
isn't English still one of the national languages in India? Yeah, it is. See, I, I honestly think I invite the Indians. It's not the official language. I'm not sure. It's not. No, but, I know uh, that. It is taught in schools, though. So English, Hindi. And it's still Urdu like... Urdu is actually a dying language in India because it's perceived as a Muslim language. So it is, it is steadily getting uh, decreasing. Urdu. Okay. Scarlett Johansson's from Denmark. She actually has dual citizenship. Johansson, yeah, that's Dutch right there. They have a dark colonial history that they never like to talk about. You've heard of the Dutch slave trade? Dutch slave trade, Dutch East Indies. Almost as bad as the Arab slave trade. Yep. Except the Arab slave trade continues to this day. Fuck you, UAE. (laughs) And you also have uh, in Qatar, too. Making the World Stadium or some World Cup Stadium. Some Saudis on Twitter responded to me and told me they had nothing to do with 9-11, which I'm going to be honest, them saying that convinced me that they planned the whole thing. <laughs> when people deny things and just say, there have been many investigations and there is no connection at all, and they're like, they're like, Osama bin Laden is Yemeni, not Saudi. I'm like, mm-hmm. you think I'm fucking dumb? I know he's part Yemeni. His family is Saudi royalty. I'm not fucking these, stupid. These people buying into these official narratives just show how gullible they are. It's like, the 9-11 commission was a cover-up. Everyone should know that. Like, and your local commissions from Saudi Arabia are even more so directly there, a cover-up. There's a... There's a great interview. So how, how, how much uh, Saudi involvement do you think they had in 9-11? I think that maybe, maybe the king and maybe the, the, the diabetes king who doesn't do anything, maybe he didn't know about it. But I think mid and lower levels of the Saudi government were, were directly, directly involved. In and recruiting I think the flyers. that members of the royal family, like the royal family's big. Someone was helping. Osama bin Laden, though, he had a lot of money. Yeah, like people forget that he had a lot. Like yes. he had, he had enough money to fund a country. Not a country. He had enough money Almost. to fund. Like he, You're when, right. when the he Taliban ruled money. Afghanistan, he was funding a lot. He had enough money to fund an international construction firm, which is basically the same thing as having enough to fund a country. Yeah. So I mean, he wasn't running the entire country of Afghanistan, but he a large amount. Yeah. My thing. This might. I can get away with saying this. All the people in the international terrorist movement, Osama bin Laden has the most redeeming qualities. Explain yourself, Joe. Joe. has explained it. He was fighting for Yemeni freedom. He showed up and fought against the genocide in Bosnia. He He fought for the little guy throughout his entire life. Now, I think he had a flawed geopolitical... Maybe not flawed... George Bush was the president. The neocons were controlling America. But making America your enemy was his greatest mistake. And I'm glad we got him. Because he perpetrated the largest attack on American soil since Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. But his anti-capitalist theory would be much more appealing to me if it wasn't wrapped in Wahhabism. Mm. Wahhabism may have led him down the wrong path. But he's, he was there for the Bosnians when no one else was. 
But um, back to the Saudis, though. What? How much? Like, why do you think it's so impossible for a terrorist organization to carry out an attack like 9/11? Why do I think it's impossible? I don't. Yeah, think like, it's why, why is it so outside the scope that uh, a couple of guys in Afghanistan with enough funding and money uh, couldn't have just planned something and you know done it? Like, how the official narrative states. Why does there have to be like Saudi officials involved? Like, because the Saudi government—not a lot of people know this—they're very anti-Salafi jihadi or like terrorist, extremist, whatever you want to call it. But don't they also they send fought, money to terrorists? The reason why Al Qaeda and, and and Saudi even had a split is because when Saddam Hussein and when he invaded Kuwait, the Saudi Kingdom called on the U.S. to defend them instead and that's of Osama. Why they hate. And they didn't have that much faith in Osama to, you know... To stop it. To stop, to, to stop Saddam Hussein. He's like, oh, yeah, you guys had experience in, in, the, in, the Afghan, in the Afghan Civil War, but, I mean, you guys don't have the equipment. You guys don't have... We have more faith in the The Americans. fact is that Osama bin Laden's greatest victory in Afghanistan was only won with American support and American stinger yeah. missiles. I mean, let's just keep it 100. You know, like, he, he got stinger missiles. He got funding. He got weapons from the United States. He should have been a little more grateful. <laughs> Seriously. We were there in their darkest... A- I mean, we did come back. That was... Well. I really blame Bush. If it wasn't for Bush, maybe we wouldn't have made an enemy it could out all of be Bin Laden. I think it could all be traced down to the Israeli-Palestine conflict, too. If that was better handled and pe- you had better, more competent leaders kind of take charge of that situation... Um, and both sides were willing to make concessions, we wouldn't have a 9-11. Let's be honest. If those towers were just built a little bit better, we, the 9-11 would be remembered for the greatness of American Renaud, engineering. Come back. I need you to help me moderate the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. My grandma brainwashed me to be a Zionist. I can't help it. If they I believe in saving the Jewish people, and I don't think they're safe here in America. If somebody tried I that need shit you on the Sears Tower, that shit would survive it. You think so? Oh, the yeah. It's Actually, built that, much My dad stronger. says that, and I believe him because the, uh, the World Trade Center had a lattice work of steel oh. held smaller, up with concrete. Smaller, like, steel holes, like, interlaced, whereas... The Sears Tower has just steel-ass steel beams going all the way up and down. No fucking cheap-ass lattice work. We've got that real Sears shit. If it came from the Sears Sears catalog, that shit's still standing today. Just walk around the suburbs of Chicago. The Sears mail-order houses are still standing, and they were built by hand in the the 1920s and 30s. Fuck the Willis. Who the fuck is the Willis family? Isn't it a different name now? It's not even either of those. I thought it's it, Willis No, it's still the Willis Tower. I thought it what? was getting changed from that. It's the Sears Tower. It still will be the Sears Tower forever. But do you guys want to keep going on this topic? I found some real news that's fresh today. Sure. What is it? The Senate approves Inflation Reduction Act. Oh, yeah, the Inflation oh, yeah. Reduction Act. Clinching long-delayed that. health and climate bill. So, it, so wait, it passed? It got. It was fifty to fifty. I heard Vice President Harris uh-huh. was the tiebreaker, and that happened yesterday. That's old news. It's going to authorize the biggest burst. How is yes? Have we talked about it on this? But podcast? I'm just saying that 
the what, what is it though? I haven't the measure there that. wasn't measure to cap insulin prices at thirty five dollars a month. That didn't get and in. And the Senate parliamentarian and the GOP cut that out of the bill, which is a fucking shame. It's but shame. but what it does do is three hundred and seventy billion is being spent to reduce greenhouse gas emissions to forty percent below their two thousand five levels by the end of this decade. How of our production is in other countries? So I mean. I, how the proposal would Th- also make good weak. on Democrats' years-old pledge to reduce prescri- prescription drug costs for the elderly, in part by tweaking federal tax laws. How do we s- reduce emissions by spending mm. money? That's my legitimate question. Are we putting balloons? The over bill the is expected to raise enough that money to way, cover. But I its bet new there's spending. no money in the bill for that. It's for nuclear energy. I bet nuclear oh, energy right is not that, in the Joe. bill. It's because expect- they're spending all this money. If it's not on nuclear energy, what's yeah, it going to do? Kind of build more wind turbines. I mean, what are they going to do? Wind turbines are a scam. Solar panels are a scam. I seen a video of a wind turbine and uh, a lightning strike hit it and it turned off fire. It looked pretty dope though. It was like a ring of fire. Just Have like you ever seen around. them <laughs> driving those like the spires for the wind turbines out to where oh, they're supposed to be? They use massive fucking trucks. To move them with huge. the extra wide load shit on them. How's that environmentally friendly? Imagine all that steel so and all that to produce that. Yeah. Because of Joe Manchin. And how much power is he going to provide before it breaks? Because of Joe Manchin, they had to take free pre-K out. They had to take oh paid and family medical leave out. Oh, my God. They had to uh, offer new support for fossil fuels. This bill is a boondoggle. It's not going to do anything. You satisfy cinema's money grubbing ass. They had to rail back. Kirsten Cinema. They had to take back some of the taxes on the wealthy. So it doesn't tax the rich. It doesn't fund nuclear energy. It does throw money at the green energy stooges who are owned by Exxon Mobil. In the final hours of debate. Senator Bernie Sanders tried unsuccessfully to restore some of the jettison proposals, including a significant expansion of but Medicare for to anyway. dental, vision, and health coverage to the elderly. I'm going to say it here. I might be a green energy denier now because I really don't believe in solar and wind anymore. I just don't. And hydroelectric has always had massive environmental consequences. Oh, did you know that if you get solar panels installed in your house, you cut your electricity bill by like half? something maybe or maybe it hails the next weekend and your solar panels get cracked up but also the installation is free too this all i understand there's a lot of tax credits there's a lot of giveaways they want us all to use solar panels i've looked into what those solar panels are made of and the metals involved and the possible contamination like i have no problem with residential solar Okay. Like, of all the solar projects that exist, mm-hmm. residential solar makes sense because you're not, like, putting them someplace humans haven't already developed. You're putting them you on know, top of a development. They can provide power directly to the source. That means no transmission lines. That means maximum efficiency. I'm all for residential solar. You know, as imperfect— have you seen the solar fields? Like, there's solar fields oh, yeah, in Georgia. In there's solar yeah. fields yeah. in— when they do them in the desert, that's fine or whatever. But I've seen them. Georgia has some of the most productive soil in the United States, and there's row after row after row of solar oh, panels where they could be growing peanuts or peaches. And I'm just like, 
it's going to hurricane, and these are going to become a massive cleanup project, and mm. we're doing it for the tax credits. We're doing it for the tax credits, not because we're thinking long term. And that's my problem with solar. You know, as imperfect as this bill is, I think it actually does show that, like, Joe Biden kind of is the president for the moment. Like, I agree. Sure, he gives too much power and sway to turncoat senators like Manchin and Sinema, but that's kind of what the Democratic Party has to work with right now. Um, this is what Joe Biden was elected to do. He is the greatest compromiser we have seen since... I think he's even way better than Bill Clinton. I th- Fuck Bill Clinton. At least Joe Biden... At least Joe Biden's not trying to revive the 92 crime bill. Exactly. God bless Donald Trump for repealing the 92 crime like, I bill. I think getting this right, passed... So about Trump, but he did... Do criminal justice. He like, did criminal yeah. justice reform. Yeah. No Democrat could get that done. Yeah, I, I gotta give you gotta give credit where it's due. He did criminal so. justice reform. He stood up to the Chinese. Mm-hmm. So he sucked a little Saudi dick. We're not all perfect. <laughs> Biden's still sucking the Saudi dick. He you said he wasn't going to talk to the pr- yeah. to the crown prince, and he gave and him he a did. fist bump instead of a I'm, handshake. I'm sorry You're for still saying talking this, Renard, to him, man. But I did think his Israel policy made a lot of sense. Trump's yes. And did you know? I didn't know this, but Jared Kushner has a book coming out, and he talks about how there's a rift between Netanyahu and and, and Trump, because Netanyahu he, when, during the when they announced that the U.S. Embassy was moving to Jerusalem, he said. Uh, we're going to an- annex all the settlements into Israel. And Trump wasn't told of this beforehand, so he was pretty pissed off about it. Trump was pissed off about the settlements? Yeah, about him, that- not, him not discussing it because he wanted concessions on both sides. And they should concede some of the – this is funny. My grandma well, that's why, has been that's telling why I think that it should be a one-state solution. My grandma's been se- there's no there's no there's, Palis- only, there's, there's only no, one state. There's, You're no, right. there's no Palestinian state. If you if you just look at the Palestinian, they need to if you look at the West Bank. If you look at the West Bank, it's like literally like settlements cutting in and out of it. Like how can you have a state that's not connected? See, see I completely agree with you, but I'm completely misconstruing what you say when you say one-state solution. When I when you say one-state solution, you're talking about Palestine and Israel. When I hear you say one state solution, okay. I hear one global state solution. Oh my solution. gosh, shut uh, up. <laughs> you believe in that because you, you agree with me that the U.S. Constitution is the best framework for united world government, and there's not going to be one state. We already have 50. Probably be, you know what I mean by one state. Imagine if all these, if you go to Afghanistan and try to put the Second Amendment over there, forget about even. They already have the Second Amendment in shit. Afghanistan. Yeah, I know, but imagine try regulating it in Afghanistan. We're already regulating it too much here. My, my thing pass, is, I'm jealous not of letting the people Afghans have automatic firearms is an infringement. They have full with auto laser rangefinders. They still have and Stinger me, missiles. I'm only allowed to have semi-auto with no license. Semi-auto's yeah, we objective and no criminal background auto. check. I'm I'm being facetious. We. They obviously, I play Call I of Duty with semi autos. Bringing gun regulations to Afghanistan would be a like selling point on 
them joining us. We'd be like, we will send the ATF to take some of the guns away. And they'll be like, good. Uh, you'll, Thank no, God. You, be, you, you get on the Taliban's bad side. Call of Duty World War II, the original. we on their bad side. <laughs> Call of Duty World at War. I'll take, you can use a Browning. Oh, I'll take you out with an unmoved grand. I love grand. that video game. World of War. That's my first Call of Duty game I've That's played. That's the best World War II it. game of all time. World War, World at War and Black Ops. We That's should it. play some before you go. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I'm down. I think I'm we did so zombies like maybe a couple. Oh, we should. I gotta show you this game, Helldivers. Oh it's yes, you love it. There's friendly fire in that game, so you can accidentally kill your friends. But another another game you should you guys should consider playing is called Ghost of Tsushima. I, oh, that's a good. Well, yeah, I don't that's have about Ghost Samurai, Tsushima, right? Yeah, I have the Samurai one. Yeah. I have Shadows Die Twice. my ancestors. Uh, invaded Japan. Really? Yeah, the Mongols. The Mongols. The Mongolian man? I didn't know that. They were stopped. Well, my mom is Mughal, so they're descendants of Genghis Khan. They were stopped by the great, the great wind. The kamikaze. The divine tsunami. They say that like a huge percentage of Asians are descendants from Genghis Khan. I had no idea. I actually knew one personally. One out of ten Asian men can trace their ancestry back to Genghis Khan. So, that was one horny dude. <laughs> he really was. He really was. <laughs> probably his his sons had something to do with it too. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. His grandson I mean, Bulago took over Following his Baghdad. example. So, and that's where the Russians come in too, because the Russians are also mixed blooded. Because you had when the Mongols conquered the Golden Horde Khanate, was I when know. the Mongols conquered Russia. As if you go to like Eastern Russia, you'll see a lot of them with Mongol Mongol features. You know, the slanted eyes and, you know, Russia, if we're honest, Russia is the successor state to the Mongol Empire. Oh, look at Putin. He could pass for a Mongol. No, he can't. (laughs) I I don't really have anything super against ethnic pride. Is a sickly (laughs) Moscow bookworm. He speaks all the languages. I find it incredibly... he's a German. (laughs) uncouth and distasteful when like bodybuilders are going on Instagram and talking about like their beautiful Aryan muscles or like any race like just credit your hard work and like the time you put in it has nothing to do with your ancestors follow Noel Dizel who's that he's one of the biggest bodybuilders oh he's ripped he's super ripped see like my whole thing about all that is is like I, I want to take care of my body, but, like, I don't want to spend all my time taking care of my body, you know? Like, there's a, I don't read too much, but I like to learn about the world. I like to talk to people. I think people get way too – and, like, there there are diminishing returns from getting that big. Like, sure, you can win that contest, and that could be huge. But women aren't actually that into, like right. – yeah, 100%. The super gorilla-looking yeah. men. Like, like, 10% body fat. Nope. Not into that. I mean, I, if my body fat was like 10%, I think I'd look great, but I don't think I'd need to put on much more muscle, you know? Like, <laughs> I don't know why any... You had like 19 to the early 20s? Yeah, good. exactly. Why do actors marry women in Hollywood? That's a good don't question. Don't they know they're just going to get divorced? That's a very good question. Maybe it's not... Maybe it's prearranged by their agents. That could have be. You, that could be to help them get bigger parts. heard about the Olivia Wilde, Jason Sudeikis situation? And how he served her papers in the middle of her movie? No, it was uh, I don't know that. It, he served it was her papers funny. at an award ceremony where she was like, "I'll look." It he up. sent her papers while she was in a very public place, 
surrounded by the media and people. There you go. Which I thought was funny because she was the one who divorced him and she was dating Harry Styles at the time. But do you want to know the update on that situation? The Olivia Wilde movie with Harry Styles is not going to happen. She was on stage at um, CinemaCon in Las Vegas to introduce her newest film when she was there. And that film will never be finished. Kind of like Pete Davidson's film. They're not going to do that apparently oh wait have we talked about the split up no, we oh let's speak. talk about that god bless it's a great day for kanye west Fellow the Chicago skeet one. is no longer dating kim k the traitorous wench armenian i mean i don't have a problem with it being armenian <laughs> the turks still need to apologize for what they did you know what? I did change the day my mind. after it was they a broke up. Tim, I'm glad it, that it you, was a genocide. I'm glad that you call the genocide that the definition of genocides is based around a genocide, because they deported half a million people to the middle of the Black Sea. The middle of the, what the fuck? yes, they they well, deported they them. Ships? They put them on ships, but they didn't deport them across the sea. Or to another country, they took them to the middle and shoved half a million Armenians off the boat to drown. Holy shit. And that's only part of what happened. The mass graves and the mass killings in the country are innumerable and uncountable. Yeah, the young Turks, dude. Ataturk saved... Dozens of young orphans from death by adopting them into his own family. I did not know that. He did. Hmm. That is why... That's one good thing I heard about. Even in the evils of the genocide, anyone can respect the founder of the Turkish Republic. He had a lot of... uh, He's not very popular among conservative Muslims, though. And you know what? He hated Islam. He hated Islam. He He closed all the religious schools. I disagree with this statement. There's only one society, Western society. You're not saying it right. Ataturk said there is only one civilization. civilization. Western Western civilization. I don't agree with that. And hearing him say that did give me more confidence in my own culture hmm. than I ever would have came up with on my own. I wonder what he meant by that statement, though. He meant that secularism, that tolerance towards people of other religions, and that Western like sciences and learning, and that basically like the multicultural society that we live in in America is what civilization is. But I, and that anything else, any society that puts the religion over the people or puts, like, race over the people is uncivilized. But That's what he meant. I seriously disagree with that. Like, there can be lower and, like, less... No, there can be lower societies. They're called uncivilized. No, I don't think that makes them uncivilized. I think the Muslims have had civilization for a long time. Like, they were being tolerant towards Christians and Jews. They were just taxing them at a slightly higher rate. And that is not anywhere near, And at one point in time... Uncivilized. At one point in time, the Muslim world with their... And the Chinese, they had civilization too. At one point in time, the Muslim world was the most civilized on the planet. Because Christianity was devolving into fanaticism and into, like, purges. 
and the Muslim world allowed people to exist. So I really think Ataturk was wrong for saying there's only one civilization. Yeah, well, the, whole, the whole, like, crackdown on the clergy and all that. I mean, look, if you don't like him, then you don't like him, but it doesn't mean you start imprisoning and killing people to change the call to prayer to Turkish, and I don't believe all that. So. See? I'm with you there. So you don't try to forcefully change... You know, a, a, a religious type of. He could have made it more secular, I, less forcefully. Yeah. He could have made it more subtle. A, there, if like, he wanted to do that, it was a better way to do it. He did not also, need to make it such a head-on clash. I'm a big one. fan of Ataturk, and I'm a big fan of the president like, of Turkey before Erdogan, who <laughs> like, was also a big all, fan the, of Ataturk. The big like Islamic. That's sen- debatable. Don't you think Ataturk is more responsible for like? The centering of Islam in Turkey now more than anyone else. Like he created Ataturk is the reason. Be happy with today's Turkey. Yeah, yeah Ataturk, he wouldn't be happy. But I think what he did caused oh the reaction. Oh my gosh! Like you can say whatever you want about him causing a reaction. What Ataturk did for sure is he's the reason Turkish women are the only women in the Muslim world who don't have to wear the veil. That's not true. That's not true. Well, they were the first women in American the Muslim world not to have to wear to the do veil. That shit. Like, there's only French the countries. Like, Tunisian women don't have to wear the veil. Algerian women don't need to see? wear the veil. Moroccan, Egyptian. And Ataturk started it all. So, there's a handful of countries. Ataturk is Malaysia. an ally of women. That's not just the Arab world. They're also, like, you know, uh, Malaysia, Indonesia, Pakistan. Yeah. Well, what is your opinion on... Um, Sending abortion back to the states. Sending, I think, I mean, I don't find anything wrong with it. Let the states des- um, decide. I decide am glad abortion. that Kansas. I think it is I the right thing. Because also, at the same time, I don't, I don't, I don't feel Was like you Kentucky should force Kansas. You should, you shouldn't force uh, people. Kansas. Let me. You shouldn't force people to have kids because if you do end up for, forcing them to have kids, they won't be great parents because they don't want that kid in the first place. So you're making that kid's life. Miserable. I mean, I am a believer. I know it doesn't happen every time, but I think mm. that some people do rise to the occasion that a lot of people, especially our age, are stuck in this infinite, like, juvenile state mm. where they never think they'll be ready to have children. Right. And for some of those people, it just needs to happen, and they will rise to the moment. But you're right. You can't force people to have kids. Especially when our state and our society isn't prepared to take care of those children. But also, I think there's an individual responsibility on us, too. Like, we can't just go around just having sex with everybody. So, in you Kentucky, know, you're right. a Kentucky judge is blocking their own law. In Kansas, they had a referendum. The, yeah, okay, it was Kansas. Kansas, the oh, pro-abortion, yeah. the pro-choice movement won 60-40 on a constitutional referendum. So that, in that case, if, uh, the Supreme Court ruling wasn't bad after all, was it? I was. I <laughs> I'm a fan of the of the the actual. What's the, what's the name of the new verdict? Not oh, Roe. It's, um, Gibbs. Gibson. It's um, Gideon. I'm a fan of Dobbs v. I'm a fan of letting the people choose because I be- yeah. really I do believe Dobbs v. Jackson in American democracy. I believe that the American people are by and large, liberal or at least libertarian, and that if you let the people choose on a variety of issues, we'd be in a more free, more egalitarian country. 
That said, I do think the standard set by Roe, the three trimester standard, mm -hmm. I think it made perfect sense. And I think that Ruth Bader Ginsburg did America a huge disservice when she weakened Roe by saying that there's no scientific basis for the trimester standard. Well, did you know Florida is one of those few states that actually asks women why they're getting an abortion? In Texas, I know they did the they – there's a few states that have that I know Florida, is, Florida abortion is legal over there. But they ask you why. They ask you why, though. I, 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 I like that. I will, like, will they accept because I want to? I'm going to say <laughs> I. No, that's actually because they took a – well, they didn't take a survey, but off the data that they have, majority of the abortions that happened, people said they want to take it just because they wanted to. I'm against <laughs> legal restrictions on abortions, but social pressures not to have an abortion, I'm completely in favor of because I think – the human race needs to perpetuate itself, and a lot of the reasons why people don't want to have children are kind of lame. I think if you're making a good decision— But don't you think abortion is also—the whole issue of abortion is also a consequence of the socioeconomic status of our Yes, country? and I think we people, should— why, do, why don't people want to have kids? Because they can't afford it. We should and subsidize child subsidize So let's get to the people having the problem instead of, instead of focusing on just, like, a byproduct of it. Like abortions, a byproduct. Why don't people? We should pay people to have. We should have a permanent yeah. child the, tax credit, or the, we should pay people to have kids and have stricter immigration enforcement. And that's true. I mean, kids are expensive, man. We should they let are. a few people in from everywhere around the world, right. and we should incentivize people to have children. And the reason we should have immigration restrictions is so there's room for people to grow their families. Is it here Norway in America? Doing it? One of the Scandinavian countries, there. They uh, give you, like, a monthly stipend or something if you have a child. Yeah, they, they do stuff like that. In you're giving all over Western to, Europe, to, to, because the population is decreasing and the Muslim immigration is increasing. <laughs> and they need to incentivize <laughs> so, the white people to have babies. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Well, you know, don't want to let their culture die out. Uh, that's one way of putting it, yeah. And the Muslims, you know, they have, like, six, seven kids, so. Especially and six, seven wives. Six, seven wives. Or one of my friends was telling me that his, uh, his like first wife, his wife told him, like, hey, look, I just wanted three kids. If you want more than three kids, get you another wife. And he got himself another wife. <laughs> no, he didn't. Okay, good, good, good. He's <laughs> one of my childhood friends. Very good, dude. Yeah. That's very good. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, a, nah, I'm going to stick with this wife. I'm a big fan of Muslims who choose monogamy. I respect that. I think I'll be monogamous, too. Because like, that is a choice. It's not the Bible telling you you have to be. It's just you committing. It's I like that. It's, it's, it's also making yourself more responsible because when you have – because people think, okay, Islam, you can just marry four wives. You know, you can bone whoever you want. You can, you know, have kids with how many of you want, and that's it, right? No, there's a bunch of regulations that come with it too. You've got to – if you die, the inheritance has to be split equally between all your kids. In my opinion – You have to you have to spend time with them equally. You can't just – spend you know seven days of the week or six days of the week with one wife and then the one day you're like yeah let me just drop by each of these wives you know get a little quickie in and i'm out the only you know. situation that could justify polygamy is if we were in a multi-century interstellar conflict with an alien species mm. that was kicking our asses and we needed to replace our losses then polygamy makes sense how about if you were in a war and a majority of the men went to fight and you had the surplus of women who are going to be unmarried. I mean, like in like in Arabia, like uh, pre-Islam Arabia, you had a lot of intertribal conflicts. A lot of men got killed 
leaving a lot of widows and And orphans. a lot of the women were taken as war prizes by the yeah. victors. Yeah, that too. So at that, at that point in time, like back then, before Islam came, you could take as many wives as you wanted. You could have 20 wives if you oh wanted God. to. Islam limited it to four. I think that having the ability to take more than one wife can incentivize conflicts because you can kill your enemies and then take their wives too. You know what I'm saying? That's what actually was used to have. Isn't that what, um, what's his name? I forgot his name. And that's why I believe in a modern state taking care of single mothers. Like, people complain about about uh, welfare queens all the time. But, like, oh, no, we live in a society that's civilized enough to, like, take care of unwed mothers and keep them and their children from starring, starving. What a tragedy. I, I support, like... Providing for single mothers. I don't think we should incentivize yeah. them to stay out of wedlock and to stay single. Mm. But, like, I don't know how you incentivize. Men, win over the women. You're competitors. You're champions. You can Be win the woman's heart. And romantic. But, um, it's I, I kind of want. Oh, oh well, no, you no, go. Good. You go. No, it's, you it's go. Not, it's, not, it's not hard to, like, get a woman. Yeah. yeah. It's not. Like, people think it's, like, this whole science to it. You have the whole red pill movement. All women are, like, that's not really that hard. Just Don't be boring. They're regular human beings, dude. Don't. Because majority of the mistake that men make or dudes make is. They overthink it. They overthink it, and they just have one goal in mind. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stick my dick in her. Mm-hmm. That's all that they have at the back of their mind. I have many goals And a woman can sense that. Oh, this dude just wants to fool around. And the serious ones, they say, okay, I'm not going to mess around with this guy. And, you know, they ghost you or drop you or whatever so i mean i don't know if women can not always saying, sense not it. saying not saying not saying all women are like that i think sometimes women Some assume women that's know all you that, want. but they're down to do it anyway i just want to help my woman achieve her dreams you'll find her joke i've always been looking more than just fucking around but like i always want to fuck around like that's a desire oh, there are women down for like, that too no, I'm not like trying. I mean, I'm, yeah. like part of me always wants to fuck, yes, but uh. that's never all I want from my woman. Mm. Like, and that's not what I'm looking for. I'm not so looking for a right, quick man. fuck. Like, you guys are raised right. Exactly. But I kind of wanted to change the topic a little bit. I wanted to ask you guys about a political cartoon because it's from. Uh, what wh- do you want to talk about? I-, I want you guys to watch this political cartoon from Puerto Rico. Does it have sound played into the speaker? Bro, this is in Spanish. Is there is there subtitles? In Spanish. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. It's but you'll understand it if you watch it a little bit more. FBI, corrupt politicians. It's I'm about to be honest. I'm extremely annoyed you decided to play this long ass cartoon on our podcast. Say cheese. I like that their political cartoons are music videos. And it's a critique of the FBI arresting their politicians. Who cares? They're a territory. The FBI can do what it wants. It's not just about Puerto Rico. They got Mexican politicians in there. They got a lot of different countries. It's a critique of the FBI taking its position as the police enforcer of Latin America. Oh my gosh. And I think their only problem with it... Do you want me to play this whole thing? (laughs) <laughs> I, do you, 
There's a minute and a half left. We'll play a little more. I think it's catchy. Bro, I'm tired of this leftist bullshit. You know why the FBI is the main police in Latin America? Because they don't police themselves. You want to know why the FBI is allowed to go down there? Because their governments the have called out to the FBI and the DEA. They need our help. Yes, they asked us to come into their countries. I'm tired of you and this love of anti-American bullshit. I don't love that it's anti-American. My, I'm only showing this so I can like, make an argument about how it's them basically asking for more American involvement. If their yeah. problem is the FBI is coming in like out of their turf, then their only real problem is that they're not I, states. And you're right. Them being from Puerto Rico and critiquing our involvement is even let more me, Let me say something. Let me say something. I used to have no problem with Latino culture and the Spanish language and the fact Je that bien. Mexicans kept Chicago, the third largest city in America, makes me forever grateful to them for coming here and settling here and working in Chicagoland and keeping this state relevant because without people, Chicago would be irrelevant. That said... When I hear the low IQ anti-American arguments coming out of Mexico and Latin America as a whole, yeah, it turns me off to Latin culture as a whole. Well, that's because why. that's the governments, though. If you go to the country itself, no, it's I mean great, it's, the it's, it's an amazing culture. Oh yeah, I I I agree. I want to go to Puerto Rico culture. so bad. Mexico Rico, has yeah. amazing yeah. food, and I really want to. What Latin American country would you guys that, go to though? Oh, first? First. I mean, where would I, I have settle a, I, or where would I no, go? Just go to visit. Well, like, I have a friend who I played volleyball with who lives in Puerto Rico, and he's, uh, like, invited me to come stay out with him. Yeah. So, like, I'd probably go see him. Plus, the, I saw that. Does Jamaican count as Latin American? There's a girl in Puerto Rico who uh, has Caribbean, the exact same birthday as me. She plays volleyball. I really want to meet her. She posted that political cartoon. Like, I think we could really have some great conversations. Yeah. I'm a big so, fan of the Caribbean and pirate culture, but. If Jamaica doesn't count as Latin American, I'd say Cuba. But when I was because they don't speak um, yeah they speak English. They speak English. Right? I was invited it's like Barbados. I was invited to visit some Mexicans in Mexico at my buddy Fernando's wedding. Right like, in Mexico, uh, northern Mexico. I Baja I, California. I, I have the location saved. Tijuana, Juarez. I'll tell you. I'll go into my Baja name. California. The first stop on the invasion. It is. It is. <laughs> Take control of the Pacific. Take control of the peninsula first. Show them how we was, improve Baja California. I think it was, and then give the rest of them a chance to join willingly. How about, how about you, Joe? What Latin American country or territory would you would you visit first? Either Cuba or Venezuela. Cuba. Hmm. Oh, did you know that uh, Fidel, his parents were actually Spanish? I didn't Spaniard? know that. I didn't He's know the first that generation Spaniard in Cuba. That makes you had the whole sense. How he was able to rise to power. I've seen about John Leguizamo. He called out, uh, what's his name? The dude who cheated on him with Amber Heard. Franco. Yeah, James, James Franco. James Franco. So Jean he's going to be playing Fidel Castro. Oh, yeah. Isn't I heard about horrible that. Horrible casting. Yeah, so people, John Leguizamo was like, this dude's not even Latino. He's white. And You'd be like, a better casting. No, hell, I'm not. I'm not Shut Latino. up. <laughs> so, so, so people were like, oh, why? So, well, John Leguizamo was saying, why is James Franco acting as Fidel? Fidel's Latino. And they're like, no, Fidel, he's a first generation Spanish. Spaniard. His parents are Spaniards. See, I didn't know that, but that makes sense. So and technically, he was, he was white. 
Yeah, and well, like Cuban soil. It's funny how he's seen as like an anti-white, anti-colonial symbol, but he is Who? one Castro. Oh, Castro, yeah. But he is one of the colonists. Don't you think it's funny how like all these caste systems are like the same system? It's just like white on top, brown on the bottom. It's like, everywhere. yeah. Why is it That's always why like that? I why have the white never... guilt, man. I mean, I guess it's we th- gotta be against the white supremacy, man. Like even in, even in Asian cultures, like Eastern Asian, like the more white you are, the more like attractive. The more you're on in the, the Philippines, it's really bad. Yeah. Same way, and. I just think I don't think anyone should hate their own culture. I don't think anyone should feel guilty for being who they are. But I do think having a little bit of either guilt or just a queasy feeling towards the systems of white supremacy that surround us is good for people. I think it opens us up so to compromise. Though, what, what is white supremacy like? Because when you say white supremacy, it's like. It's colorism. It's colorism. Okay, it's, so it's not like it's European. It's also classism. It's colorism and classism combined. That's white okay. supremacy. Like, I don't think if you're if you're of European descent, I don't think you should be guilty for the crimes of your ancestors. Because everyone's ancestors has committed some type of crimes. Like, my, if yes. my mom's side, Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan did plenty of but atrocities. what I'm talking about isn't, like, historical crimes. I'm talking about the things I hear... My neighbors say comfortably in front of me at like swim meets. I'm talking about like the attitudes of the people yeah, around are ra- us. Are they racist towards other people in their daily interaction? I mean, yeah, I do respect people who can be polite in their daily interactions, and I do think that that's more important I than someone's entire worldview. Everybody has that little racism in their family. No one, no, I don't believe anyone says they're colorblind. I don't believe. You, you make you make some type of judgment yeah, when you that, see when, when you see when, when you someone, see a brown person or a black person you make that subconscious when judgment someone in your head. says um, they're colorblind it's I a giveaway know. that they're a racist <laughs> I don't know. it doesn't mean you're racist though but a racist is when you're actively <laughs> hating on them I don't go around saying I'm colorblind but I really don't judge people based on no, their race no I'll admit it I'll, I'll admit like when you're walking down the street late at night. And you see someone pop up <laughs> out of an alleyway, you might get a little more scared the darker their skin is. Bro, it's not, for me, it's not the color of their skin. I'm more of a classist in that I can tell, like, you, you can tell by some, by kind of how they, what they're wearing and what they're rocking. And, like, it's not about the color. Like, you can tell the difference between a ghetto black dude and, like, a black dude who's working at a, like, real nice That's job. That's classism. Yeah. I'm more of a classist than a racist. Um, I don't think I would ever I judge someone. I love, I love. No, the and I talked. I, I love talking to the lower classes. Like I don't have any problem with other, but like I will like make assumptions and like maybe make moves to prepare myself for a more negative interaction if I can tell that like you might be a little bit thirstier for a dollar than someone else. But that yeah. is just <laughs> rationality. Then, like, you, you can't. Be- That's what I'm saying. Like, the, the definition of racism has become so, like, people forget what the original meaning of racism was. Like, that Jim Crow. That was actually racist. You know, it's because kind of having assumptions about some people. Like, that's not really racist, man. No, I because because I know people in my family make a lot of assumptions about, you know, white people, black people, brown people. You know, they make assumptions, but you don't but- hear it because. We're in that little... You're in your enclaves. Yeah, exactly. 
But that doesn't mean that they treat every black person to see like shit. I think everyone has the right to their enclaves and their little regressive discussions with their family. I think if we're honest, we all get a little more yappy when we're with our in-group. But I do believe that those attitudes are where the real battle is. Like, the real battle for the future is fighting racism in all its forms. That's that's been there since the beginning of human history, though. Well, we haven't been able to fly from New York to Mumbai in less than a day for all of human history. We didn't have a legitimate globalized society for all of human history. I and mean, I'm racism saying racism still ex- exists though like Yes, people, racism exists and it's not going to disappear like, people overnight. Think, people think a racism in America is bad. Bro, try going no, to Europe America or like try going to like other countries lead the world be, when mm-hmm. it comes to racial attitudes. People say we're the most racist country on the earth. Well, no. no, no we're the not. most anti-racist country exactly. on earth. And we need to keep leading the way. I think we've been backsliding for like 15, 20 Maybe 30 years, maybe since the 80s we've been backsliding racially. But our ideas are still moving forward. Like as long as we don't give up on coexisting with other people and as long as we reject people who want to bring back miscegenation laws, I think we're moving in the right direction. But I do believe that anti-racism and fighting racism in the mind – is like we should keep moving forward. We and, shouldn't slow down. We shouldn't look back. This is a thing I said to Divorce, and we really need to have him on the pod to talk about race. But I think it's the truest thing ever. Insensitive discussions about race hmm. are much less racist and much more beneficial yes. for the conversation than ignoring the problems and exactly. not talking about That's them. Why I'm, I tried talking mm-hmm. to my buddy Jimmy Lynch about I was sounding kind of Regressive and like kind of like an Uncle Tom, but I was going to get to a progress. I was talking like Joe, and I was going to like reel it in. But my buddy Jimmy was just like, "Just drop it, just drop it," and like I was like, "How are you ever gonna have that discussion?" Yeah, I was like, "Fine, I'll drop it, but we're not gonna keep you go. You keep walking that way, and I'll go my own way because I'm not gonna be told." What I can and can't talk about in a private one-on-one conversation that we're just having walking around Lombard. I do not care what people we, – we were talking about all sorts of like uh, like new wave sexuality stuff. He was talking about being bi and like uh, a lot of embarrassing shit. And we were within your shot of like a lot of old people who wouldn't be for that shit. He's not embarrassed to talk about that type of stuff. But the second we start talking about the issue of race, he's like, just drop it. And that is the much more racist thing to do. Just drop it because people won't be any benefit from having the tough conversation. No, the tough conversations yeah. are the ones we need to have, and that's all I'm here to say is like, but I want to hear what if you're telling Holmes people to shut to up just because of the topic, you are the problem, not them, right? Because you don't want to get past that point. Exactly, you were about to say something before, so Bob like started Andrew Schultz, like when you have comedians kind of make fun of races. I mean, people, people think, oh, as racist, cancel this guy, but I mean, that's a great way of knowing other people, though. Exactly. Yes. The know? jokes are how we will bridge the divide. Exactly. I 100% agree with that. You have to get to know another culture before you can make a joke about them. Because, and the reason why people laugh is because they have that in the back of their head. They're just too afraid to say it. Exactly. But if you kind of channel it in a way where it's you're, instead of using that to hate other people and kind of you know, push yourself away from people, using that as a bridge to kind of understand Close the other. divide and yeah, actually exactly. have a conversation with other If cultures. we can't make fun of each other, then we're all going to be doomed because humor is the great icebreaker. Andrew Schultz, where are you coming to Chicago, man? Hit me up.
Hell yeah. You should have came with Akash. Andrew Schultz. <laughs> Akash, yeah. You, you're welcome to come on American Dualism. Bro, he's not coming on. <laughs> Stop just, begging these people who I'm are never going to come begging. on. I'm not begging. I'm just sh- opening the door. You're pretty chill, dude. Who wants to see Jake Paul fight KSI? Our number I one be guest request fight. is for Michael Moore to come on this pod. We started podcasting because of your anchor ad. Come on the fucking podcast, Michael. I'm done smoking. I won't try to ask you to smoke with me, but we want to talk to you about how you created my political ideology. Michael Moore, come on the pod. Yeah. Fahrenheit 9-11, baby. Hell yeah. Seriously, that book and Stupid White Men... Mm. Were the f- only two political books I I've ever actually finished. I still haven't watched all his movies. I've only seen a few of them, but I know I need to. Like, mm. but doesn't he believe that nine eleven was an inside job? Yes. No. No, bro. You've, you oh, yeah, watched explain, Fahrenheit nine yeah, eleven. He explains the real story of nine eleven, which is this, and this is why I still hate the Saudi Arabian government mm-hmm. because. No, 9-11 wasn't an inside job. It wasn't planned by Bush, and it wasn't planned by the Saudi governments, but the Bush Bush government Mm. did cover up the Saudi government's involvement because they were embarrassed of the Bush family ties, family financial ties to the bin Laden family and to the Saudi government. (laughs) Like... The Bush family mm. received large... So, so okay, well, back to that. What, what do you think Saudi officials... What was their exact involvement? Like, well, why, we definitely why? know they whisked members of the bin Laden family out of the country immediately following 9-11. That's, that's, that's proven fact? That's 100% fact, is that the Saudi government worked with the FBI well, to the- whisk all of... St- all of Osama bin Laden's immediate family members out of the country within but, literally but while there was no fly lists for everyone else in the country. The bin Ladens boarded a plane in New York City and flew the fuck out of but why, here. Why, why does the whole family has to be, have to be held responsible for the actions I, of one man? I don't think they, they should have been held responsible. I think that they should definitely have been taken into custody to keep Americans from holding them responsible with 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 like vigilante justice but i think that in the immediate aftermath of 9-11 instead of taking them out of the country they should have been interviewed they probably did here they probably did interview them there's no recorded interviews i mean fbi doesn't no really expose everything but I mean, i'm sure there were interviews because i mean no one wanted to be the one that was you say the fbi talk. doesn't expose everything the fbi has plenty of recordings that leaked of Martin Luther King fucking white bitches and a Martin Luther King saying a bunch of wild shit on the phone and honestly I think it's all relatable but um but yeah I mean I, I don't really put it past I, I kind of do believe that knowing because I mean obviously I was in that I was in that scene so I don't put it past Bin Laden just him and his followers to to kind of cook up a plan and and since Osama bin Laden. Morning again. We're back. So if they went to another country, and they were affiliated with an organization that itself is anti-Saudi, Saudi Arabia does not have any responsibility for the citizens because they're considered rogue now. They are probably just like how if I went to Syria to go fight for ISIS, I wouldn't be considered an American. Like I would be, but I would be considered a rogue American citizen because I'm fighting for an entity that is anti-American. 
I understand. So same way, like if Saudi Arabia, if Saudis are going to Afghanistan to train with Al Qaeda, which is anti-Saudi, that doesn't really implicate Saudi Arabia. I understand that Osama bin Laden was anti-Saudi government, mm -hmm. and that that's part of the reason we maintained our alliance is because if the alliance fell apart, he would have gotten been exactly what he wanted. Bin Laden win. I don't know. I just am an American like <laughs> centrist, and I want us to be energy independent, and I want us to make everything no, the, here. The reason why I'm telling you this is because you know, I, um, I mean, I was I had a phase where you know I was pretty involved in this stuff, and you can say I have experience. You have that. experience. Yeah, you have so, knowledge. So I'm just giving my two cents on it. Obviously, I like there are your people two cents. Who are, who are more knowledgeable than I am, but from what I know and from my time in that sphere or the area, you want to say. I could say that is pretty because you have those people are very dedicated to their craft, man. Like they ded they dedicate their entire lives to it. Like if we want to hit America, they will hit America. But I mean, obviously, they'll, at least they'll get to it. I until think they're stopped. the occupation of Afghanistan was a successful punitive campaign, and we never needed to stay forever. Twenty Agreed. years is a good lesson. And if they want to come back and attack the Sears Tower, whoever fucking does that, that, will occupy your country for 30 years. And next time, we will openly extract all the oil and minerals <laughs> we can get while we're there. Agreed. We got to pay for the incursion. Uh, <laughs> until the Sears Tower is rebuilt again. We will rebuild the, the, the tower Sears won't Tower. Even fall. The tower we, won't fall. We Earth. will punish you for your failed <laughs> attack on the tower. We will give the Sears Tower gold plating that we extract from whoever fucking attacks us again. But um, speaking of keeping things made in America, shout out to our buddy Joaquin for doing his part to make American machines that produce Tupperware and such. Nice. Like plastics. Plastics way, injection way to do that molding. American electrician work, buddy. You know what? And we talked to you yesterday. I know you enjoyed being shouted at before, so we'll we'll keep shouting you out as long as you keep seeing Joaquin, us, Joaquin, I hope you listen to this episode. But, uh, it was great to see you. A sadder shout-out. Joaquin um, Robles. I think... My friend Emily's brother passed. Um, oh, so Emily if you, who? If you live anywhere in the Cary area and Pendleton. you want to support the food drive for Andrew Jean, um, R.I.P. Oh, that Jean. kid, he was way too young to go. I don't even think he made it to age, like, 15. Like, it's really sad. Do you know sad. how he passed? I know he's been fighting cancer oh, for a long so time. And that's so really sad. Um I feel for you, Emily. I really do. I'm really sorry about what happened to your bro. I know he was a really brave, smart, thoughtful kid. So it's that a shame sucks. he didn't get to, like, be an adult and, like, make his mark on the world as a man. But apparently he enjoyed helping food drives. So, like, if you want to support his memory, go support the food drive at St. At Peter and Paul Church in Cary, Illinois. I'll try to drop off if some cans. If you really want to help the less fortunate... Give him a beer or a Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to order some pizza or something? Yeah, yeah. How long have we been recording? We we can we can cut. Let's it. just say, hold on. Nancy stood up to Beijing. Oh, yes. yes. Went to Taiwan. 
I'm a big Nancy hater. I think she's read the, led the Democratic Party down the wrong path on a lot of issues well, that took a for lot a of long time. To to but go to Taiwan. I've seen a lot of clips of her related to China recently. And one thing me and Nancy are on the same page on is China. Oh, China. In 1989, she immediately condemned what happened in Tiananmen Square. She's mm-hmm. been condemning the Uyghur genocide for years. She's yep. been condemning the treatment of the Hmong for years. She's been condemning the invasion of Tibet for years. And I think she's a bitch because we should have stood up and fought the Chinese over Hong Kong. But that's none of my fucking business because Taiwan is still free and independent. We should be sending them as many arms as they can pay for. And they've got plenty of semiconductor manufacturing, so they should be able to pay for a lot of them. I just want to make a counterintuitive argument that most people would assume I'm not for, but... Congressmen trading stocks serve a useful role oh in the American economy. No. A, Shut lead, up. a leading indicator for where the smart money should go. There are trading applications <sighs> out there that allow you Stop to track talking about their trades. Go the on useful shit. whales. Bro, you got to pay for that shit. That's a yes. scam. But he still tweets it. The truth is, is like... America does need leading indicators. No, we don't. Yes, we do. Tell the people to go read the earnings report. The leading that, indicators are stupid insider trading. Yes, but go read. You can use others insider trading to be more ahead of the other. Buy a pokes. dividend paying stock that's not going to go no, out of business. Don't just buy into the oil. We're going to shut that down. AT and T has dividends. Not. When you say buy a dividend-paying stock, it's code-paying dividends for buying uh, oil stock. Oh, no. Buy a nuclear stock. Buy buy ComEd. We really need to do some, like, research to see what the dividends actually have been recently before we just go recommending random tickers. I know. I'm I'm an expert. I'm financial expert Joe. Financial expert Joe. Buy shorts on... I don't know, something... Buy shorts on Bitcoin. Short Bitcoin. Have you guys ever been to Stateville? What's that? Like outside? Stateville Stateville prison? I actually have not been, but I'd love to go somewhere. Is that where you were at? No, that's the state prison. There's a... If you want to go somewhere spooky, there's an old abandoned water park in Villa Park that someone was telling me about the other day. I should have filmed this episode. And, um... Yeah, It'd be I a would good time. Next time you're on, I'll put us on YouTube. We could just let's, put let's, the let's audio. Up, we could just yes. put yes. the audio yes. into something with a cool background picture okay. and okay. post that on let's YouTube. Do that. We don't do need that. video. Tim well, is right. You all watch too much shit. Just listen to us. Go about your lives. Fuck bitches while we're playing. Please, someone yes. fuck some bitches while they're listening to the pipe, pod. Pipe to American dualism. Have your kids, like, start learning right from the seed. But the Chicago Tribune, unlike all the socialists on Twitter, has the correct take. Pelosi visits Taiwan, defies Beijing. And fucking Sagar and Jetty says, oh, they fired off missiles in response, and they landed in the in the Japanese economic exclusion zone. This is the Japanese worst nightmare. I'm pretty sure the Japanese worst nightmare is the missiles landing in Tokyo, not oh, 150 miles off their huh? coast. Shinzo. And yes, Shinzo. 
the great ally of Taiwan. Rest in peace, man. Uh, Assassinated. He got killed by that. Can we just uh, say, yeah. regardless of the politics of the guy who killed him, the fact that he was able to manufacture the gun and carry out his plans in a country that's banned all firearms since the Tokugawa shogunate is a great sign for freedom everywhere. They cannot control us. They cannot stop us. One determined individual can take down a giant. I mean, they just need better, uh, like, protection. Like, I saw the video. His... There's no point in regulating firearms. Exactly. Yes. And that's the point I always was. It's like, that's the point those making is like, you can regulate the firearms... Taped to a stick of wood with two electrical switches as the triggers is all he needed. All the regulation ball does bearings. is prevent law-abiding citizens from legally protecting exactly. themselves yep. and enables radicals to take matters into their own hands and be the but only ones armed. Do you, do you know like, anything why about Shinzo? Called, why are the criminals called criminals? Because they go operate outside the law. Because they go around robbing even if, motherfuckers. Even if, you, even if you do make it illegal... They're going to go around. That's their whole thing. That's what they're called criminals, right? Because they go around the system and arm themselves. And it's kind of wrong that you can be a criminal just for having a firearm in America. Martin Luther King was right. I mean, yeah, I think felons shouldn't have guns. (laughs) Like, like, I'm not trying to, like, get rid of all gun law. And, like, yeah, if you're a member of a gang that's committed homicides, maybe... You shouldn't have a gun either, yeah. but I do believe in black firearm ownership. I believe black people should be allowed to own guns, and I recognize the history of gun laws in this country. They were never meant to apply to me, mm. and I think that's wrong. I just want to end by saying, Hamza, it's really always a treat to have you on. Oh, man, like, sure. It yeah, really makes these pods... Most knowledgeable, most friendly, oh, learn, dude. most naturally informative. Muscular. I learned just by sitting here listening most to you two talk. Sexy like, guests. Bob, you participated plenty today. Yeah, but I'm just saying the parts I don't participate are some I of support, the parts I enjoy most. I support the FBI in Latin talk. America. I support statehood for all who desire it. If the FBI has time to harass 16-year-old gang members on the streets of Chicago, they have time to arrest drug kingpins. You should call the FBI on in, American dualism. Yeah. yeah interview the FBI. Send us yes. an agent, a public relations agent. Send us one. Or special agent. We would love to talk to the yeah. FBI. We have nothing to hide. Maybe <laughs> America has nothing to fear except fear itself. A one-state solution is the only way to combat climate change. If China really wants to fuck around and invade Taiwan, we will fulfill Deploy Shinzo me. Abe's vision of joint American and Japanese military cooperation in the Straits of Taiwan. We don't need... Do you know what happened in 1996? They put a bunch of aircraft carriers straight through the Taiwan Straits. Who, Japanese? We did. Oh. We in Nobody there was some crisis. There? Yeah, but in 1996 there was a Taiwanese crisis, and in order to resolve it, we sent a whole carrier group straight through the Straits. Now I'm going to be honest. I think that would be 
retarded in today's day and age. I think our aircraft carriers should stay on the other side of Taiwan, and they should send out if we're gonna send, if we're gonna posture in the Straits, send out the planes, send out whatever. Dude, Taiwan but, also has islands like right. Yes, well, they right have the they have advanced islands, and we need to give them weaponry. We need to, to fortify those. We need them to de- deploy weaponry on those forward islands because the Chinese can never make it to the main island. But we need to pre-position five or six of our nuclear submarines <laughs> near or around Taiwan oh, so that when the Chinese invasion occurs, they can surface and fire their long-range cruise missiles directly at the fucking invasion convoy, and they can just go right back under the water before the missiles have even hit. What if China does invade Taiwan? Do you think we can see American boots on the ground? I want to be the American boots on the ground. Tell me I'm going to be an aviation survival technician or a, com- or a combat search and rescue operative for the Air Force, and... I think my helicopter experience will let me be perfectly deployable to the island. I think I'd love to fight for freedom in the Taiwan hills. For us to have a hope of having boots on the ground there, I think we need to start sending boots to Ukraine. You know, there already are there already are American boots in Taiwan. Did you know this? It came out in they like twenty twenty. They don't have a base there though, right? I don't know if there's a base, but we have like twenty we have like Three or four thousand troops over there training with their military all the time. And what I really wanted to say is fucking do it. A good old fashioned war on the water? We haven't had a good fight since the Japanese were acting up. <laughs> Give us an excuse to use our carriers. Jesus. Keep building more carriers. We would love a big fucking target to put at the bottom of the goddamn ocean. <laughs> very, very aggressive stance. Right. I like Passionate. that. I hope, I hope it's like you're posturing to scare them out of it. I hope that's what you're asking. See, I hope you're listening. The best <laughs> posture to de- of deterrence is a serious posture, Bob. America's well, definitely got a big stick. And we haven't had a chance to swing it in years. Getting a little restless over here, too. Just a little bit. Just there were no bit. aircraft carriers to sink in Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's a great place to end. Thank you all for listening. Like, Thank you for listening to share, American Dualism. Subscribe. Thank you for coming on, Hamza. Yes, God sir. bless America. And God bless all the countries of this world. We love you all. Good night. We observe today not a victory of party, but a celebration of freedom. It's American dualism. Welcome to the show. What? Hosted by your boys, Bob and Joe. Damn. So if you ain't heard it, then now you know. Yeah. Now you know it's the number one podcast, conversation and grass, sci-fi, politics, and many more topics. Keep the volume loud, cause the shit is popping. Sometimes got a guest that just might drop in. It's American dualism. It's American dualism. It's American dualism. Yeah, yeah. Shut up and just listen.